Adam Sandler, please stop. Well, this is actually Kevin James, never start home team. <laughs> okay. So, so okay for me to go? I got uh, a couple more things. Uh, copyright 20. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who is this for? That's <laughs> for me later. You need to know that you copyright it? <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> copyright. Produced by. <laughs> right, At this point, it just feels egotistical. Well, it is. <laughs> Marie, whenever you're ready. Okay, I was going to say, is it okay? Are we ready to go? Okay. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Peanut butter. It just fills the cracks of the heart. Welcome to Kevin James Never Start, a complete retrospective of all of Kevin James's movies, past, present, and unfortunately, future. I'm Marie Maloney, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Caleb George and Robert Bacon. This week, we are watching the movie Home Team, released on Netflix on January 28th, so that was just a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is a Happy Madison movie, and it also stars our mortal enemy, Rob Schneider. A prominent role. Caleb, we have to decide if this is a Rob Schneider movie and put oh. it on our list of rankings. Oh, because he, he is pretty prominent throughout it. I He's mean, prominent, now that I think about um, it. I hate to say it, but I feel like it might be a Rob Schneider film. I think it might count. Do you guys want to say the the plot synopsis because i'm not a sports gal so. <laughs> i'll read the uh, plot synopsis right here off letterboxd the thing is i love seeing the tagline like after i see the movie uh do you guys want to do you know what this tagline is could you no. take a guess to what couldn't this tell you is? it has a period in it. it has a period in it at the end of it most do yeah most do yeah. As, as someone who writes Honestly, hundreds of taglines right now oh. for school. They all have periods at the end. Oh, there it is. All right. Yeah, I yeah, thought... yeah. Oh. I just didn't know what you meant by that. If 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 you were expecting like an exclamation point, because it's that good, you know, or oh, yeah. like okay, well, that is a hint. It's definitely not a question, and it's not an exclamation. <laughs> it would be something that somebody, an old person, says to you. I would assume. I was gonna say it's something like root for them. The home team. Ooh. Oh, actually, that's a good. You have been practicing. You have been writing these. <laughs> that's pretty good. I bet it's even better than what we're actually going to hear. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, life doesn't have a playbook. Oh, my God. Life doesn't have a playbook. Tagline no for shit. also Silver Linings playbook. <laughs> Uh, here's the plop synopsis. Two years after the Super Bowl win, when the NFL head coach Sean Payton is suspended, he goes back to his hometown and finds himself reconnecting with his 12-year-old son by coaching his Pop Warner football team, period. Also, barely reconnecting with his his son. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we'll get into that. Let's just do you guys just want to get into it? Or are there do we have facts about this, Marie? I actually you know what? I actually did a little research because I was truly like, how and and I this is gonna be a main sticking point for me the entire discussion, but like 
how accurate is this fucking film? Like, there's no oh, way this is even up. close to accurate, right? Did you look this up? Because I looked it up. How- I, I did a little I bit. I just wanted to call okay. out some co-stars in this film. Oh, okay. Um, so this stars Kevin James, obviously. Rob yeah. Schneider, we've said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Valentine, who is Kevin's brother. Oh, yeah. Is? Also a comedian. Yeah. Um, the Old Spice guy. Yes. Isaiah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe Fineman, who's on SNL. Uh-huh. And also, this is someone we've seen before, but we've never actually like talked about him that much. Jared Sandler. Yes. Who is... Adam Sandler's nephew, he always plays like a total goober goof, and he's the hotel clerk. Yes. So Adam Sandler's nephew, his wife, Jackie Sandler, and his daughter, Katie. The main love interest of a child. The main love interest of a child. And Taylor Lautner, also of Grown Ups fame. And I, mean, I also want to throw this out there. It, it reeks of nepotism because the writer is the brother-in-law of Adam Sandler as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is a Sandler joint. You can't. 100%. It has his fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and it's a Happy Madison film. I mean, what my first note is actually, again, just every time I see this Happy Madison logo, like something happens inside of me. Like Terrific. Yeah, and then that, <laughs> like horrible, like horrible generic rap music that it, sort of plays every time that yeah, every time that terrific thing comes on, it's like that moment in Jaws when Roy Schneider like realizes that there's the shark out there, and the camera kind of pans in, and I feel like yeah. that happens to me where I'm like, oh god, here it begins. Like, <laughs> okay. also, did not wasn't it on a, another? episode of this podcast where we found out it was supposed to be like Adam Sandler's dad's voice or something. Is it? Was it something? I mean, we've been doing this podcast for so long. It, it hurt my rankings of ranking this film because I can't yes. remember the old films anymore. And I'm kind of just like on memory. And before when we were making the list and we were watching these movies so close together, I was really like sure about my list. And now when you take that time, it's it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't remember what we said. <laughs> uh, you said you had some you had some facts pulled up about the authenticity of this movie. Is that what you said, Bacon? Well, I just as soon as it was happening, I'm like, how much of this is real and how much of this doesn't is not any part of it because none of it felt real. All of it felt right. like stuff from, hey, we already had a kids movie about football and like we're gonna tack on the Sean Payton thing. Uh, and then, but like, not dive deep into anything. Everything was so surface level, and everything yeah. important was like not talked mm-hmm. about. We can wait to talk about that until we finish the facts. But I, it was just as it was happening, I had it open on my phone, even. Yeah. And so, one, uh, the team that he took over did make it to the championship game, and they did lose the championship t- game, and they did lose to a team called the Porcupines, and their team is the War- Warriors. The difference is they only lost one game that year, and it was to the Porcupines. They had won every other game before then. That's why they made the championship. But yet, the the all the kids' names apparently are the same because they wanted to honor the kids. That was a big okay. thing. And okay. I don't know, just using the same name and yeah. but not anything about them is honoring right, them. Okay. right. Yeah. And there's so many things that are so absurd in this film that it's like, I mean, my big problem with this film is that it's towing such a line between like. 
am I really supposed to believe this is a true story? Because it goes so insane at moments that I'm like, if, if this is like true story or based on true story, then Sean Payton's an asshole. Um, yes. This was absolutely insane. All the things that happened. And like, this is seemingly feeling like it's so Adam Sandler ified that I don't, believe it as a story at all you can kind of just sweep under the rug any semblance of like me believing this isn't actually inspired because it's so crazy at moments where i'm like what 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 really (laughs) yeah and so as i read through it caleb i found out basically none of it's true none of it's true basically (laughs) this is just the framework of like what i said of like the team lost the championship game and yes sean payton did get suspended from the nfl and yes he did coach his uh, kids team and yes they use dumbed down versions of the plays that he uses with the saints but besides that nothing else is true like his wife wasn't uh his ex-wife wasn't uh they weren't even for- fully divorced yet mm. uh, she definitely wasn't seeing somebody yet like the kids didn't throw up all over each other uh rob schneider's character didn't exist like oh his repeat character from grown-ups yes yes <laughs> Yes. Is that who you're referring yeah. to? Just grown-ups guy coming back? Yeah, you know what? I, we just need movie? to talk about the movie. Any other facts <laughs> that come up, let's just talk about the movie. Well, I have a quote from one yeah. of, from the writer who, Go again, ahead. one of the writers is Adam Sandler's brother-in-law, his okay. wife's his wife's brother. Okay. And this is what he said. He said, in the same interview, Titone said, while changes were made to play up the team's losing record for comedy, other elements were true. I wanted all the names to be real, Titone said. It was important to me because once the names are the same, we have real life people to pull from when we're searching for character. Which, by the way, that, that doesn't come through at all. But anyway, my sister Jackie Sandler actually does dress like real life Beth in the movie, which I was like... I didn't think anything about her dress was unique no. that you no. would draw attention she just to. It. Like she just looks like a woman living in the world. Exactly. So I was like, okay, doesn't seem hard, but all right. She, Sean Payton is really that funny. Kind of sounds like a dig at Sean Payton's humor. Harlan <laughs> was and still is Connor's best friend. That's probably the only true thing here. And lastly, the porcupines really were. The twice the size of the warriors. And I'm like, literally probably could not be true. Like, I don't understand this idea. We wanted to keep it real and then make three statements that are kind of like, that doesn't justify any, anything you said about it being real at all. Nope. No. Nope. And nothing that you said, uh, I saw actually in the movie, right. except for the fact that like these people think that like just dressing like the person in real life is their character. Yeah. Like, well, it also wasn't even like Jackie Sandler. Like it wasn't like she was like a Texas woman with like a huge bouffant right. and like body jewelry. It wasn't like that at all. It right. was just, just looked like, Oh, dressed like a woman. Like, and, yeah. And her wearing character, modern clothes. Right. Her character was just uh, a bad actor. And, and yeah. I have to say, it feels like making a comment fine, but it feels like Jackie Sandler just dressed as Jackie Sandler. And then yes. you went, oh, look, they kind of look dress alike, right? Yes. It's, it's not like yeah. you matched her and, to meet Beth Payton. And I also have to say, like, sadly, this is Jackie Sandler's best film yet. It, it actually she, is. Because she is, is trying to act and isn't overacting. Yeah, I actually yeah. agree with that assessment. It's not, it's still not good, but I do agree with that assessment. It's still really bad. Yeah. She should never be 
a leading lady in any movie. He's not. She was a model. Yeah. <laughs> she was a model. But in this movie, she was in Adam's movies. She's, she's, the, she's supposed to be hot. That's it. Yeah. She has to be. What is she on the call sheet in this movie? Like, third? And also, why are we expected to believe she would marry anyone who looks like Rob Schneider? Right? Why are we expected oh to believe God. that? He's into both Kevin James's body and Rob Schneider's body. Like, it doesn't. Add, you can love that, either one of those. I don't think there's uh, a crossover between women who love both of those. Uh, and just like the whole thing with Rob Schneider feels like because he's this vegan, like weirdo who's just like oddly commenting on how much he hates his vegan lifestyle while at the also same time like exemplifying it. And it just feels like it's like I for a second there was like, did Sean Payton write this character? Like, why the fuck would you write this character like this? Because it seems like it's just like a nod to middle America being like, can you believe these vegans? Like, this is obnoxious, isn't it? And it's so fucking weird and unnecessary to me. It would be better if they were like making some sort of point with like, first of all, like vegan jokes. Everyone's heard vegan jokes. Like, I get it. Sometimes For they're funny. The last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, old now. It's so old. It's like at this point, if you're going to do vegan jokes, you have to do like something different, something that other people haven't said a billion times. Right. Yes. We all know vegan food doesn't taste as good as as normal food. <laughs> Like, that's not the the argument that vegans are trying to make. Like, ve- yeah. like everyone knows it. Every, it's, the, it's the easier thing to do, to not be vegan. So what, you're, what are you fucking saying? Duh, it tastes like ass. Of course it tastes like ass. This makes me upset. So. Yeah, it's just like, it's not surprising. And also, like, someone saying they're vegan today, you're just like, oh. Cool. Right. Transcendental, anyway. med- <laughs> yeah, Transcendental meditation is a pretty commonly accepted thing among society. Now. It's not that weird, and no one's clanging bells and writing and like lighting candles. Like that's it's such like I don't know. It's just so absurd. Also, if you're making fun and you're poking fun with this sort of character, like what are you trying to say? Because like Rob Schneider's character is doing no harm to anybody. Yeah, uh, he is being himself. He's like. One of the only characters in the movie who is fearlessly being himself as everybody else pretends to be cool and awesome. And meanwhile, uh, Sean Payton is just a dildo. Yeah, he's He's a really first of all, not a big fan of Sean Payton before. Now I'm really not a big fan of Sean Payton. Yeah, it it makes him out to be kind of sexist because like his assistant in the beginning is again, I don't understand why they made the assistant in the beginning dumb. Any assistant would know exactly who Roger Goodell is. If you don't, you don't get that job. Like, I'm sorry, you don't. If Roger Goodell calls, you know who the fuck Roger Goodell is like. You know, and so I was like, okay, immediately we're already seeing that he doesn't give a shit about his assistant and that she's dumb. And later he doesn't even know her name, which makes me go, you're a piece of shit who don't, you don't even know your employees and your assistant's name. And then that combined with this strange relationship that never really ever gets addressed. Like, is he never around with his son? Like, does he no. never see his kid? Yeah, because- I don't, I don't get that at all. And like, even I like sorry we're gonna bounce around a little bit but no, even at the end when the son like stands up to him and he's like the only reason you're here is because you got suspended yep like yeah. nothing really gets solved with that no also this is his chance like so 
let's just throw this out of the way. None of this is really real. Uh, they just wanted to do an Adam Sandler movie with kids and football, and they latched onto the Sean Payton thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like this is supposed to be like a Sean Payton story, and it's his name's all over it. And uh, he there's a clear endorsement it. at the end. He makes a cameo, yeah. and that always yeah. feels like an endorsement of the film, right? Yeah. But so then this is his moment. Like there's all this stuff about uh, Bounty Gate. So just so everybody knows, one Roger Goodell is. Uh, of the NFL. He's the, uh, what is he? The president? No. Um, What's his, his no, title? I, I think he is the president. Don't Let ask me. me. Keep, keep, <laughs> keep going. I'm going to look he it up. Commissioner. He's the NFL the commissioner. That's the right phrase. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't think of the name for some reason. Anyway, he's the NFL commissioner and Sean Payton is the coach of the new Orleans was, was the coach. He just retired this year of the new Orleans saints. They won the super bowl. They got in trouble for a thing called bounty gate in which his defensive quarter coordinator openly was paying players and targeting, hurting opposing teams, quarterbacks and wide receivers and other things. It's like a huge black eye to the NFL. This actually happened. And this is the reason why he is suspended. So and he is it like he endorsed this or it just was like, well, here's he the found thing, out right. about this it. Is what we thought we might get a little bit right. in this movie because that's what everybody is like. One, if you're an NFL head coach, it doesn't matter if he didn't know. He's in charge of all these guys. He is the main guy at the top, and the his defensive coordinator is like second or third in command. So yeah. that's so either he so it's either incompetence it or, or yes. it's or it's gross negligence. like negligence. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but it's or he knew it was going on and openly was involved right. in it, and the other guy took the fall. Yeah. Here, so that's huge. That's massive. If you're going to talk about that in this movie, which is barely talked about, then why even have it in there? Why? Yeah, it's even weird. Have to see Kevin James? As someone who is not of sport, um, the way it is alluded to, but isn't really talked about, is very confusing. And because, we, get, we get a moment. Sorry, right? No, go ahead. We get a moment where his kid asks him. Yeah about it hey did you know about this did you do it and the and this is you guys this was written down they've had time to think about this this could have been a pr statement for him yes it could have been worded perfectly but instead it was worded very vaguely he didn't answer the question and he didn't answer him the second time either about i forgot his other one of like you wouldn't really be here none of it really felt real and what it told me was holy shit, Sean Payton has totally knew everything about yeah. it. Yeah. And knew him. Yeah. As, knew him. The second question is if you did it, if you did it, right, then why are you appealing? Right? Which yes. is a valid yes. question. That was the second question. That That's was a second. valid question. Yeah. If you didn't either if you didn't do anything wrong, then then I get it. But like if you did it and you're owning up to it, then why are you appealing? And yeah, his answer is because I can't get away from football. That's not a valid That's answer. answer. No. That's not, not an answer. And again, they had time to, this isn't like we caught him in the moment or they've had time to think about this. This is a huge thing in the movie. This is like, I, I guess I'm upset about it because the whole movie is such garbage and it's mm-hmm. so boring and I hated it well, and it's unfunny and it's tired. And then it, we got to that moment and I kind of, I, I guess I was just kind of hoping that maybe I would get some something, some sort of reasoning, some sort mm-hmm. of 
answer from this and I didn't. The other thing that's super frustrating about it is like this is clearly an attempt at least slightly at like NFL propaganda to to humanize him. And by the way, this isn't his only scandal. There's apparently some other scandal with the local uh, in 2020. Uh, 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 some people that are executive team of the NFL of, of the New Orleans Saints got caught up in um, uh, covering up a local diocese like sexual assault case. So and he's kind of tied up in that as well. And so like this feels like a little bit of like a propaganda machine to kind of humanize him in a way. And mm-hmm. so my problem with is you have that scene that you could have nailed, you could have stuck the landing there. And I, maybe I'm like, okay, then I'm finally on Sean Payton's side, or at least I understand a little bit of what happened. But instead that answer happens. And then the rest of the film is just utterly pulverizing children on a field. Like, <laughs> like we're supposed to forget about Bounty Gate by watching children just get fucking lit up on a on a football field it's also just crazy because like you know a lot of times the beginning of these films are so meandering and we're like get to the point yeah this film does get to the point like we get into the thick of it quick but it's so lazy and so boring and so surface level yeah yeah I don't even it's funny that you brought up the point of like all the kids had to have the same names as the real life kids, because I don't know anything about any of these children. Yes, I don't know what they're I don't know yes. what they like. I don't know what they dislike. Yes. I don't know their names. I they have no personality and they had nothing a part of that movie in a kid's movie about this. It's all about the characters. Absolutely. Of the kids. And little giants. Yes. Mighty every- Ducks. Yes. yes. Every character is different. Yes. And you root for that character. In this one, I can't tell you a kid's name. I can't tell you a kid's Harlan. number. I know Harlan. <laughs> one of, one of because Harlan does Harlan. have one of the most endearing moments. And, and yes. but like yes. I'm sorry, being fat is not a personality. Like that's just <laughs> not like you can't Wait, just no, make Harlan Harlan was the little guy no, who I know. sings for the girl. I know. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm just saying totally. that like the, about the, the fat oh, kid. The, that's right. You can't just be like, this kid loves food. I'm like, that's first of all kind of insulting. And like, like we're past that now. Like, can we be past yeah, that it's now? Like, yeah. Fat kid, loser right. kid, exactly. horny mom kid. Right. That's yeah, about it. They're almost defined by their parents more than they are by themselves. Right. Yes. yes. And don't get mad at Fat Kid for ordering a pizza during practice. Practice looked pretty lazadaisical. I'd be upset upset at Werewolf Boy for being in charge of this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, We didn't even talk about him. The other coach that just immediately gets put put, pushed back after Sean Payton's apparently the offensive coordinator, a.k.a. He's in charge of the whole fucking team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I say what? Oh, I forgot one fact that I looked up to, and I don't know why I didn't realize this during the movie. Um, this is based these his kid plays at a it's a private, you know, expensive private. Of course school. he does. Of course so he does. These are other expensive private kid uh, school kids going at it in uh, I think it's what's it sixth grade football. His middle is, school is is what yeah, I read. Completely worthless. Nobody even cares about football until varsity high school maybe you know yeah, yeah. why was yeah. espn covering this mm, they weren't nobody was <laughs> nobody was 
<laughs> Dan Patrick you know, wasn't talking fact- about this shit. He's not going to waste airtime like that. Are you kidding right? me? It's so oh, funny that they even pretend yeah. to like do that. It's so hilarious. I wanted more of that, though. I wanted more of like when he was getting grilled by like ESPN about his little league yeah. team losing games. I wanted that to go harder and like more just be like, what's wrong with this moron? can't even get these kids to do stuff right <laughs> and the fucking again this just goes to show that like if this is like sean payton propaganda are you fucking kidding me the fragile ego of a man who has to win his <laughs> middle school son's football team at any cost any cost <laughs> like yeah. at the cost of the at the physical well-being of his own child <laughs> He is like, I'm prepared to do it against Old Spice. You bet it. You yes. bet it. <laughs> like, I was like, this not. This doesn't paint you in a good light. It paints you like a really, really shallow, fragile, <laughs> egoed man. I don't, yeah, I don't understand how you get the thumbs up to this. This is the best face that they put forward with Sean Payton. He's an asshole at best. He's a psychopath. He's yeah. a psychopath. I fucking, I'm so glad they lost. I'm so glad they yes. lost that game. Fuck the Porcupines and Old Spice deserve to win. They played a better <laughs> game. Yes. They didn't have to. They, they deserved an NFL head coach. That's yeah. cheating. That is cheating. Oh, I guess I should win because my dad just happens to coach uh, an NFL team. God, yeah. God. If you couldn't win a middle school, uh, you know, high school or middle school championship, I have no doubt you you endorse B- Bounty Gate. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you needed it. I mean, come on. He, yeah, he clearly did. I so mean, it's, oh, just the, such a frustrating. Also, film. why do we have Gary Valentine playing a pure alcoholic? A hundred percent functioning alcoholic around these children and they all know it and they make fun of him for it which like made me feel sad because i'm like that's like a functioning alcoholic that they're all mocking but like is anyone getting that dude help what's going on here can i tell you guys that i uh i think i missed the part where they brought up that he was an alcoholic so (laughs) ruth told me this later right because we're talking to she's like the alcoholic guy and i'm like the alcoholic guy. I'm like, you mean the guy who's just an idiot? I just thought he was dumb. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler movie. I, I just thought he was a dumb guy. He you- has a line where he's like, I can't drive a car anymore. Yeah. I think uh, I, I, I did write. That's co- why he rides the bicycles, because he has a You're DUI. Right. Because he's yeah. had too many DUIs. Yeah. The bicycle. Can we talk about how there was no jokes about the bicycle besides like that he couldn't ride it well? Yeah. There's one there's one point where they say he says like he stole it from his dead neighbor. Yeah. But like that's not even a joke. It's like that I, That probably that's, happened. That's he's that. an alcoholic. <laughs> like, yeah. He probably killed his neighbor. Maybe. Uh, yeah, accidentally. I think he was blacked out, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then he tries to steal that bike from what was that? An Applebee's? Where were they? Oh, oh yeah, they were at some. They were at oh. that re- that restaurant that he goes to. Yeah, it's like McGillicuddy's McGill- or something. Yeah, something like that. Really surprised it wasn't a chain because I mean we also had a straight up juicy fruit ad 
Yeah, we did. Within the first five minutes. I don't know. You guys remember And I'm that. sure that's like a nod. Maybe he loves juicy fruit or something. Like it might be like a little, I don't know, as much of an Easter egg or like a little tribute to the fans or something. I don't know. Is it an Easter egg if the if it's full frame on juicy fruit? I mean, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely product placement. And there are several product placement moments. Like when they pan to the the first time he goes to his son's football practice and they pan through all the trucks it's obviously to establish like we're fucking in texas where there are trucks but also they were fords like it you know it's just like product placement like <laughs> yeah. that well it wouldn't yeah. be a happy madison movie unless they made some money on the side right i mean he's already keeping all the money in the family he's uh who should be the leading woman uh my wife, wife who should yeah. be the love interest of uh, a kid uh my daughter my daughter <laughs> who should be the hotel guy uh my cousin yeah who's- there's yeah, my other daughter is a boom op, so yeah, <laughs> she's getting paid too. <laughs> my brother-in-law's the writer, and yeah. uh, everyone gets a producer credit. Like, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's a horrible film. I I really hate watch this a lot because there's just nothing endearing about it. I mean, to make it to your point, like none of the kids are really that endearing or interesting. Like. Little Giants is so written so well, and each kid has a personality. So then all you do is just feed that character. Like, let's bring in John Madden to feed the kid, right? Like, that's really super obsessed with, like, developing plays and, like, bring in, you know, football players and things like that. It's it's endearing in a way that the kids, like, evolve and change and grow, and you're rooting them on. I gave it two fucks about whether these kids won these games yeah. because I was like, that just proves that Sean Payton's a bigger asshole. Like I just don't, you don't root for anyone in this because it's like, who the fuck am I supposed to root for? I didn't, I hated every single one of them. Also, now that I know that they're all just like private school kids doing their own thing and it's it made me care even less. Uh, I mean, also let's just not even say about kids movies. This is, any sports movie is about the characters of the people playing the sports of league of their mm-hmm. own. It's not, is all about these individual characters. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to write a sports movie yeah. when you have the template mm-hmm. and instead we focused on Sean Payton, who's just kind of a dick in this movie. So I guess I get why they got Paul Blart mall cop to play him because Paul Blart mall cops a fucking dick. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, right. oh they they definitely, I mean, it's kind of just like, oh, we know the formula of how sports movies go, and they did the absolute laziest, half-assed version they possibly could and got all of their friends and family paid out of it. I mean, a- like Alan Covert has yep. a cameo, he Chris Farley's brother yep. has a cameo, like- yep. This is just like how to like once again, how do I get my friends and family paid in an easy way by Netflix? This is what I discovered watching this film is that now essentially Happy Madison is a genre, right? We are, we (laughs) are, I would agree. We are genre mixing here. We took a biopic and we Adam Sandler fight it, right? And so that's the way I had to view the film because I can't really take it seriously as a biography because it's not because there's no way that these that these things were real. But it has all the elements of an Adam Sandler flick, which is like bodily fluids, dumb jokes, physical bits that don't make any sense, poor acting. It's it's nepotism at its best. You know, it 
it's an ego-driven engine of, of Kevin James because the whole film truly does center around Sean Payton's character. And it seems like if you're going to make a PR statement, maybe make a statement of like, <clears throat> that's not self-involved as this. So it really can't, Sean Payton can't be attached to it as a biopic, but or he, he can't make that claim. It's a biopic, but he, he doesn't probably want to attach it to like an Adam Sandler elements there. So it lives in this netherland of like, I don't know what this is, but I do know that now Adam Sandler is attempting to essentially merge genres. And I fucking hate it. I think it's, I think it makes, I think it makes everything worse. Agreed example uh one thing that i'm pretty sure i didn't read this but i think they got of like when remember when because he's a millionaire sean payton just goes somewhere and just lives at a hotel yeah like in the yeah. in whatever uh and he has a, a problem with the hot tub that's in the room and that it makes a noise at night and that he calls it like it's the haunted hot tub essentially and I think like so Sean Payton was in this room and it probably just it had like that filtered like side thing where like if the water goes over, it kind of makes a sound. Mm -hmm. And then he like complained it complained about it like an asshole. And the person at the front desk was like, nothing we can really do about it. And the then person at the front desk was also and I want to be very clear about this was also cracking boiled eggs. Was like a fucking madman. That was okay. is going that was on the there. That was the best part about the whole movie is the front desk guy opening up hard-boiled eggs all over his keyboard. <laughs> There's the shells everywhere. Yeah, the shells are definitely getting inside those keys. Like, yes. <laughs> and the like little skin, the little yes. skin that goes uh, off the eggs everywhere. It's disgusting. What an insane human being. That's because they yeah. had Adam Sandler fight. They're like, he's like, hey, you know, one time I was at a hotel and I had a hot tub in the middle and it kept making sound all night and I couldn't sleep. And they're like, all right, how can we make this funny? Okay, the, ho the hot tub is haunted. And the guy who, when you called him, he's just eating hard-boiled eggs over a key. The hot tub was green. It was, it green. was green with either bacteria Honestly, or it was haunted. I, I, I'm a whore for a hot tub. And <laughs> if there's a hot tub in my room, that is bank. That's not annoying to me. That's incredible to me. I'm going to be in that thing every night. I don't uh, care that it's making gurgle, urgle, gurgle noises. Well, That's from, cool. what also, from what I've learned in this movie is Sean Payton's no fun. So yeah. he would not like a hot tub. In yeah. Room. Yeah. You know. <sighs> uh, um, can we talk about the books. we are young moment? Sure. Oh, oh <laughs> you mean the the moment that'll stay with me forever? The, the haunting moment where their solution <laughs> to this kid's crush was to go to a home that they didn't even really verify and sing mm -hmm. funds. We are young. The whole song or the whole first part of it, the whole first part of it to the oh, wrong right. house. And then they set a tree on fire <laughs> and then it hits a neighbor's <laughs> minivan. Like this is where you take the Sandler. Not fight. just a neighbor's minivan. The, the girl. Yeah. The, the girl yeah. the love interest the her mom's minivan and then the line after that is the mom being like how am i gonna get to work tomorrow? yes that yes. was the payoff of the joke no. and I'm then they ran off they ran someone off someone losing their job because they don't have a way to get to work and also the second the lantern is int introduced i'm like oh cool that's gonna start a fire 
Yeah. I was going to blow into a tree and start a fire. Like, but but <laughs> our you... brains are so melted by having Madison <laughs> shit that the second something, like, someone just comes on screen, I can, like, tarot card read what's about <laughs> to happen next. Yeah. And sometimes you're wrong. Like me, I'm like, are we, I thought we were going to hear the whole song. I thought for sure. Cause I'm like, how come she hasn't come out yet? Yeah. They've been singing for like 30 seconds now. But see, that's, that's, that's the, that's the valley we're walking here between these two mountains of genre. Right? Is it? It's like it's like Marie's in Adam Sandlerville, and I keep being like, "Well, it's a biopic. They're not gonna go there." <laughs> no. Right? No, because now, like, now I'm going. Did gets, that happen? <laughs> after he gets like a few lines into the song, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be the wrong house, and they're gonna set something on fire because of those lanterns." I and thought the wrong house. I, and I get that now looking back at it because I was expecting because it was a biopic it to be better. But then that moment just let me down. And I was like, this is an Adam Sandler film. Like, I don't know what to do about this. Like you were, you knew you, you just identified early that they weren't going to go high on this. Like they weren't going to achieve a level of any sort of artistic measure. They're not doing Ray here, right? They're doing, they're doing their Adam Sandler stick. Ray. <laughs> I would love to see Adam Sandler's Ray. I'm this, sure but is this not is this not Adam Sandler's Ray? Like, is it not? I, I mean, he was trying to make it his Ray. I would have, I would have been happy with a a Paul Blart football coach yes. <laughs> version yeah. of this. That's what I was hoping for. Vegetables or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Blart football coach. Yeah. Uh, and it was not Paul Blart football coach. Paul Blart is way more fun. I could have done with a you know like a weird. Uh, rotten banana uh, coming back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they poop on it. Like that would have been so fun. Even if All they the weren't going to do been, for Kevin James, he could have just been on the sidelines in like yeah. a golf cart, you know, yeah. doing things. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted from this. Oh my god! Who, no one gets what they want from this movie. It's not a. If you're a Sean Payton fan, it doesn't tell you anything that you don't already know. <laughs> I think you lose information from Sean Payton. If you yes, like- we do. <laughs> If you like football, uh, good luck watching this because yeah. there's absolutely zero actual football in this. And the things that they say are just completely random. They're like, you you defensive backs, I, I wrote this down, uh, you defensive backs need to drop into coverage. And it's like, that's what they always do. I what thought the same thing. Coverage, man. Exactly. Like, I thought the same thing. Coach. Who told you in this movie? Put in real football stuff. Yes, because there's a line that he says, that QB doesn't check his blind side when he's in the pocket. He, you should be bringing the safeties, which sounds seemingly profound. But first of all, he's in no. sixth grade. He's not checking his blind side. He's just happy like to throw the ball. Like That's that's a little bit of thought process there. But the second is it's like what he's saying there sounds profound, but really what he's saying is they should try and attempt to sack the quarterback. Like That's all he's saying. Yeah. And it's just well, like there's language like that that that's like seemingly like yeah that's that's not that's not he's a brilliant mind and that's that's what he comes up with. Yes, if you watch this movie uh, and you know anything about football, it's like I don't know maybe a doctor watching one of those doctor shows when they just like kind of throw out vague terms. Yeah, you know it was annoying. And so like, who's it for? This isn't a kids movie. Spo- this isn't a kids sports film. This isn't a biopic. This isn't kevin james doing anything there's no one there's really not a lot of fun there's just a few hard swings but like 
they're even their uniforms. They just wear the same uniforms. Homer yeah. away. Their uniforms are lame. They play other teams with lame uniforms. I want to see some of course interesting. He goes uniforms. on a uniform, a uniform rant. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, bacon. I knew yeah, this that's was what coming. I was gonna say. I was like, the uniforms were like the least of this movie's problem. Yeah. <laughs> a pretty big problem for me. No, but no, bacon's like the line down the side of the uniform represents the old times of warriors, and, and I'm like, what? No. Yeah, well, they have two. They have lines on their sleeves and lines going up their armpits. It doesn't make any sense. Oh Don't God, watch his, but watch his videos. <laughs> yeah, watch his uh, uniform videos. Here, uh, here's the bacon. <laughs> My, I'll say this, and it's a subtle thing, but it goes to the t- it like it to me is like a, a small thing of like ah, this is bad filmmaking. But when Sean Payton decides he's gonna he's gonna give his son a rest. You know, because he's been wearing out his son and he benches three players because they're not very good because he's lost sight of the idea that this is meant to be fun. It's meant to be sports. Like, he's taking it too seriously. Because, again, we're projecting the image that Sean Payton is a fragile, egoed man who can't just accept that he won a Super Bowl. He has to beat a middle school coach in order to prove his worth to the world. But all that aside, he benches (laughs) his son... And they start to turn it around a little bit, right? And when they do that, the music they use is uh, Creedence Clearwater's Silver Spoon, which is about (laughs) people getting out of – it's about the privilege of people getting out of the military service who have rich parents. So I'm like, again – what's the message here yeah. and it's and it's traditionally used in war films so right. what the fuck is the point why use that song in this moment it uh, feels so out of place that song and fun eh, about the same <laughs> <laughs> i just that was so odd to me i was like why are they playing silver spoon in this moment tone deaf is why yeah um you know adam sandler's brother-in-law was just like i love ccr (laughs) (laughs) you know and just like put it in Uh, so bad a film i really hated this one Uh, i wrote down this is not a football movie this is not a comedy this is not a kid movie this oh i put uh this is just paint by numbers yeah yeah it really was yeah it is really paint by numbers i have so many notes there i'll just say what we already covered does anybody else have anything no i'm just reacting at this point i have no like i just have notes after he when he's like his kid asked did you do it yeah bounty gate and he said it's complicated right it means he did i I do want to call out one thing i thought was just like a smidge funny when um the like one player on the team's mom is hitting on Kevin James, aka oh, Sean yeah. Payton, mm-hmm. um, and she invites him over for gumbo and she's like flirting with him and he's kind of like denying it, but she yeah. like she goes to like make a face and her eyeball gets <laughs> gets stuck because she has fake eyelashes on and like the glue is like sticking that to me as a makeup gal i was like that's funny that is funny because that can't happen i i there i will just say that there was i did enjoy uh the alcoholics physical bits i think the free yeah <laughs> And they do kind of let him go. Like the bike was always a bit a fun bit of him trying to get on the bike. Again, this is all made 
super sad to me in the fact that he essentially is an alcoholic and it doesn't seem like anyone's going to help him. So he's probably most likely dead in a few years. And like yeah. everyone will just be like, well, yeah, I guess he was drunk all the time. And I'm like, but you knew and you could have helped. That's, that's, a, that's well, we we gotta just, win that, uh, sixth grade championship. Exactly. <laughs> but like the bits of getting on the, on the bike, the, they, they, they do, they did like showcase the sp- enough space in the fight with his nephew. That's kind of funny when he flips the table. Like, there's a lot of fun physical bits there that I did like, and I didn't think it was timing was terrible. And so I did kind of enjoy the, the, the humor there. But other than that, I did laugh a whole lot i don't think i laughed gary Ga- valentine the funnier the funnier of the brothers i think he might be funnier i mean i'd like to see if he give him any lines i mean yeah. he didn't say anything funny but like i don't know his acting was fine for an out yeah. i mean he could act like an alcoholic maybe he was drunk on set i don't know i mean there's enough nepotism that maybe yeah Probably. also all of his lines just felt like total utter nonsense like oh, yeah i think he was just told to improvise yeah i don't think they wrote a single thing for him mm-hmm. that was improv <laughs> i i'm guessing i mean it, it wasn't great but the yeah, yeah. I, I would agree that the physical the physicality was fine uh, you know who we haven't talked about who taylor lautner he was so he boring was, and forgettable yeah, in yeah, this it was yeah you forget that he's in this movie. They don't. Yes. They don't. They kind of push him off. Now I feel how that coach feels like that. That's how I've like you see him. And then all of a sudden he's like gone. But I can kind of see why he was running practices really horrible. Which also. But again, I'm to understand that Sean Payton, like basically usurped a middle school, <laughs> high school football or middle school coach. Yeah. And he needed to be the coach of this this football team. And so he was an asshole to Lautner, too. So, again, what are you and doing? also, Lautner at least seemed like he had kind of that, like, kindly yes. teacher, yes. like, vibe going. And I did appreciate that. He mm. constantly had to be the, like, it's kind of shitty Ted Lasso, right? He constantly had to be <laughs> the heart and remind, yeah. rem- remind people and kids, like, remember, we want to have fun. Like, remember, this is like, hey, don't go too hard on him. Like, and just, she was always the kind of one to come in after, like, Sean Payton, kind of clean up and keep these kids' egos intact. Because remember, Sean Payton's solution for the kid that was afraid to get contact was like, essentially, oh, we're going to traumatize him enough to get him over it. Like, we're going to force him to be tackled so that he just kind of gets over it. And like, I'm like, yeah, that's so fucked up. That's super fucked up. And again, doesn't paint Sean Payton in a good light here. No. Also, like, just think about it, you guys. Who cares about middle school football? You're just learning. It's not about winning it's a everyone should get to play everyone should like learn and like see if they like this sport no one cares what happens during it like i played middle school football no one uh, no one even came to the games like it's not a big deal it's basically practice now i totally agree with you a hundred percent I grew up in Texas okay. <laughs> and I'm going right. to tell you right now that middle school football was especially private school was an incredibly big deal. Now, really? am I saying that that's, that's good? No, that's really bad because, because Texas, you know, uh, football is second to church in terms of godliness in Texas. Like it is 
something that your kids do. Like I get the dads in the stand that essentially threatened Sean Payton to like put their kids yeah. in. Like those people. Texas forever. Exactly. Cowboys all the way. Do they go to the practices? Like oh, hell did, yes. Are you hell serious? Oh my God. There are crazy parents that, that want school? their kids because it's a long-term investment. You have to understand. Um, and I'm not justifying it, but I'm saying it's a long-term investment. For a lot of people, it's football or bust. And yeah. like you middle so, school football gets them to high school exactly. football and high school football is king. And in the age <laughs> in the age that we live in, like kids get scouted in eighth grade for football college teams and, and pros. Like they have eyes on great players at a young age. So once you get to high school, that's when you're really getting scouted. Like you really truly are. And so this is on the brink of like weeding out between whether my kid's going to be a star or not. So yeah, there are a lot of parents that are super uh, into it. I'm again, I'm not saying that's okay because essentially I'm watching this movie being like future CTE, future CTE, right? Like, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. So I was just like, uh, every sack, I was like, Oh, the kids. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> they're, they're sweet little brains. And they're getting rocked. They're getting rocked. Sometimes. Yes. I'm like, Oh my God, they're developing brains. Oh. <laughs> One of the future, kids. future abusive boyfriends. No, no. <laughs> if you missed the part where they ate that gross log thing, they could have just all been throwing up because they're concussed. That's a hundred percent a possibility. I mean, sure, there's causation there, but there's also correlation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't even really believe it was the log's fault. The no. health log, the healthy log, the health what, log. What was he calling them? <laughs> what was, what was he calling log? those bars? The health logs. I, I think know. it was a health log. <laughs> health log. The vagrant health logs. <laughs> the vagrant <laughs> health logs. Did, did that, those vagrant health logs did just as much damage? <laughs> did they inside? Yes. I imagine those health logs, in, once they ate it, did exactly what the vagrant log did in the opening scene of Pinocchio to their intestines. It just <laughs> wreaked <so> havoc. <laughs> Lippin. <laughs> just bounced down their intestines oh full sized. <laughs> oh my god, that visual is so, so fucking funny. Vagrant oh, health logs. Oh my god. I want to see that magic school bus when they're oh going to kid. Just bouncing around. Oh my god! <laughs> this is more than um, I even came close to laughing. And the, uh, during this movie. Yes. oh my god! Oh, oh man! Oh, what else we got? Bill Cower sucks at acting. Oh Should my god! Second, uh, I didn't. I I don't even know who that is. Uh, it's an <laughs> old uh, Steelers head coach. Um, Consider one of the grades. I also love this in movies of like when the coach has some sort of game plan or game or new play or whatever. He waits until like right before he's calling it to explain it to everybody, yes. not try to run it through. So that happens a few times in this movie. Also, he has like people change position mid game. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Don't have that. You, you don't know children. what Doing. That was so weird, and he acted like it was totally normal. And like, yeah, the kids should just like do it. Like that would be that would be so jarring. Yeah. I can't. And, and, uh, go ahead. Here's here's one of my favorite moments is 
Taylor Lautner comes over in the middle of the game where he does like start to take over the defensive game plan. And Taylor Lautner, who I think actually is written as like the nicest coach, and he should definitely be the coach of football Mm -hmm. teams because he understands the concept of like kids were playing. But he comes over to Sean Payton and says, don't you think your hands are full with the offense? It's such a polite, <laughs> non-confrontational way to say, like, I'm the coach of this team. I'd really appreciate it if you didn't step on my toes. Yeah. But, yeah. But too polite. Too polite. But my favorite part is, like, he's Sean Payton. He won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't think a peewee, like, middle school football team, that he's going to have his hands too full from the offense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it was such a polite way to phrase that that I was like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is so weird that like Taylor Lautner's character was just so like milk toast. Yeah. Yeah. Just like there. But I think and the and best character is like it it like it's not like he did a bad job. Like he did what he was supposed to do. I just feel like that was written very poorly. Yeah. The whole movie has tons of potential. If you wanted to make a kids uh, sports movie, uh, I think, and then sprinkle on top the Sean Payton stuff, it has potential and it has everything that it needs to succeed, except for uh, the good writing and uh, anybody who's good at acting at this. So like besides that, and now I'm also looking, I've seen half of Taylor Lautner's movies. Half of them really? Because a bunch of them are Happy Madison? So I've seen all the Twilights because quarantine and I've seen Grown Ups 2 because uh, of Adam Sandler. Please stop. Home right. Team and Ridiculous yeah. 6. Oh, yes. So that's, you know, so your Twilight, Twilight New Moon, Eclipse, Breaking Dawn 1, Breaking Dawn 2, Grown Ups 2, Ridiculous 6, Home Team. I've really haven't seen I haven't seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I haven't seen Valentine's Day. I haven't seen Cheaper by the Dozen 2, even though, you know, it's on the list. Uh, I got got abduction. Uh, I'm never going to see that. I don't care. I've seen Tracers. Definitely not going to see that. Don't care. Shadow Fury. No, thanks. Uh, Run the Tide. Also hard pass. And then he's in some sort of Charlie Brown. He's a bully. He's a what? bully, Charlie what? Brown, from 2006. What the fuck? Yeah, says Taylor Lautner. Must be one of the voices. Well, I say get to work, Bacon. Oh, this is not becoming a Taylor Lautner book. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. I mean, um, I don't know anything about him. He might be a nice guy. He's also in, like, maybe a grand total of four minutes of Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Valentine's Day is one of those, you know, day movies where where there's 25 different plots going on oh, and the characters are like intersecting and ever we interweaving. Oh, yeah, this is like the uh, yeah, the what's the f- famous Christmas movie that um that everyone loves? Love actually. Love actually. Like that type yeah, of scenario. Similar. Mother's yeah. Day they did. Yeah, Mother's Day. Right. Yeah, the day movies. The day <laughs> they're, movies. They're yeah. a thing. Yes. They're a thing. Yeah. Independence Day is one of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that's that's, yeah, that's, that's OG. Yeah. And confusing <laughs> plot lines, but they do all come together. Yeah, yeah for sure. Which one is Over 20 the days later? When's that one? 28. <laughs> <laughs> Again, confusing plot line, but really happy to see everyone gets together in the end. 
Uh, Training Day is another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah. Also, yeah. one of the days. <laughs> day after tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right, you know what? This has become a day podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not in line for the the Lautner podcast, but I'm here for the day podcast. We'll call it This Day Has Come. Or The Day Has <laughs> Or something. I don't know. Marie's in charge of names. Yeah. <laughs> She's better at names. Uh, does anybody else have any other notes? Oh, no, I don't. All my stuff I think we basically talked about. Just I have a lot of werewolf boy stuff. Sean Payton is a bad father. Yeah, he really is. Never at this moment do you think that they like patch it up i mean he never even apologizes to his kid for not being there like never he really apologizes no he doesn't apologize anything. no he, he never, never apologizes he never That's apologizes so messed up. yeah he could have easily said i'm sorry i haven't been there for you and i'm sorry i've been a bad dad and i'm gonna make it up to you and we're gonna get this right and he never does because he really seemingly is estranged from his son the entire time and they never really spend much time developing their relationship. So in the end, I'm like, I truly don't think he's learned his lesson and gotten any better yeah, as a human being. All, all he really says is like, hey, I talked to your mom about maybe coming to see me. Exactly. Watch some mm-hmm. games. Right. Because I guess it'd be That's too it. toxic to tell his son that he's sorry and he feels bad for not being a good father. Like, that's too well, toxic of an idea. Gross. Yeah. I just agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just like a gross way to to think about Happy Madison thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean you know? here's the thing: this is a real life thing. Like uh, NFL head coaches who have families, or you don't even need to be a head coach if you if you're a coach in pro football during the season. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're they own your life essentially. Yes, like you're barely home. It's always in your mind. It's so competitive. Yeah, I just know that I know that from Real Housewives. Yes, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, this is a this is a real thing that happens, and we could have gotten a little peek into you know like the trade off because everyone knows this. Like everyone knows that these uh, coaches and players' families during this time make a great sacrifice. So how does he justify it to his son? How does he explain it to his son to be like, hey, you know, we wouldn't have all this. If I didn't do this and I'm lucky enough to have this job that only 32 people can have at a time in the entire world and I run these people and I was able to win a Super Bowl. So many coaches have never been able to say that. And yeah, it comes out of our family life. I don't get to spend this whole time with you and I know I'm missing out on this and it's awful and I'm so sorry. But hopefully, you know, this isn't going to last forever. And when this is all done, you'll be glad that I did all this hard work. And I hope one day that you could do this. Or oh, my anything. God. Bacon, that was so powerful. Yeah. I feel like you were my dad apologizing yeah. to me just there. <laughs> and instead, he says, I just can't get away from football. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's the that's whole it. fucking reason. Like, it, like I can't help the situation. Um, I just I, he made it about himself. I, I just cannot leave the game of football. I, I don't give a shit about anybody else. This is the reason I can't do it is because of me. I just don't want to prioritize anything else. I feel like Happy Madison really suffers from like not letting in slightly younger comics mm-hmm. and people who kind of have this perspective on like how people like boomer age and then slightly younger than that like don't really have the language to to speak like this like the way bacon just like mm-hmm. verbalized very well like a, a real thing in football 
And I feel like the more he Adam leans into like just keeping this in the family and and like keeping his chokehold, it's just like the worst these movies get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's Marie. really wild. It's the they're social. They're written by socially stunted people, and yes, you can only comedy comedy is always changing and uh evolving and whatever and there's always things that are different funny but if we're talking about in general comedy is going more towards feelings and characters and real problems and real solutions mining mining the funny from truth Mm -hmm. they think oh a father-son relationship can be funny if the father farts all the time and the Mm -hmm. son doesn't like him and he does this and it's like no there's a billion different father-son relationship styles and 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 each of them can be pers- very personal to each individual character that you write. How about you take the time to write fully fleshed characters where you could pull jokes from that instead of every scene, you're basically starting with these blank characters. Mm-hmm. So you need to invent a situation that is funny in your own stupid mind. None of the situations are funny. They're all lazy and boring and stupid. Well, and, and to Marie, to your point, I think that there is this probably an ego here, right? Of like, we don't need to, or maybe they can't attract young comedians to come in here. But I do think that financially, there's an incentive here. Like, if you're only playing to middle America, that's a, that's a, that's a dying breed. Like, yeah, that's so true. And, and, it, you know, to see a film, like I just saw Spider-Man, uh, the new Spider-Man and like, I'm like, this is actually smart, progressive humor that appeals to an enormous amount of, of, you know, people. And it's, and it's smart. I I think leading that way is going to make you more money. And it's becoming one of the, you know, this new Spider-Man is becoming one of the highest grossing movies of all time. I think leaning that way, it's also nostalgic and many other things and triple the budget and way more talented people. There are many things (laughs) that that are going on that is going to help that movie succeed. But I do think in general, it's important to continue to reach to as many people as possible. And you can be funny and progressive and loop in some of those concepts. Like you could do veganism funny and point out the absurdities, but you're doing a caricature that you've held onto for 20 years. So now it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And in his stand-up special, uh, Adam Sandler's like the most recent one. Um, we know, I can't write his name is escaping me right now, but, um, writers. Yeah. Yeah, his the um the guy that's playing the piano for him the whole time is a a comedian. He started out in Chicago, moved to LA, and kind of like became part of Adam's inner inner circle. But I feel like people like that are kind of like they're brought in, but kind of held at arm's length. Yeah, too. yeah. like well, that guy make, was great, make and really funny. For- Kevin James's brother, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they're bringing that. Yeah. And uh, Adam Sandler's nephew. Right. So. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, it is. It's just uh, kind of a bummer. And we'll see like in the future, like if, you know, this continues to work out for him or if he eventually him and Netflix eventually part ways because these just stop doing as good as they used to be. They can't keep this way and also i don't know i don't know if i want younger more talented people being sucked into the sandler verse because it just seems like anybody even if they're awesome who gets sucked into that makes bad movies andy samberg mm-hmm. uh made palm springs yeah and that movie is hilarious and, and incredible mm-hmm. you put adam you, th- you force him in with adam sandler and you get that's my boy 
Yeah. And we walk, we walk this too, especially YouTube more than me, but we walk this too of being like, he was a hero to us at one point, right? Yes. Like he, I grew up with his films. I loved his films growing up. And so if you're Andy Samberg and you're kind of, you know, my generation and you did the same thing, like, and he comes knocking on the door, like if yeah. Adam Sandler knocked on your door and said, I want you to be in my movie, like, would you take it? First, I'd have to find out if he knew about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it might that be a trap. True. That's, might be some that, sort of that trap. is true that is true but you know what i might do it anyway even if it is a trap because i think i would do it for the podcast yeah that's true <laughs> for the podcast so, so i could talk about it afterward yeah <laughs> yeah that's true but i just wonder like he's your hero and you get to you get to be co-star against against adam sandler like i get it yeah. I, I don't know if you turn that down and I maybe you, you, you know yeah yeah no i, I get it i get the point yeah. it's just like I don't know. It makes me wonder, like, can you bring in young talent? Because I think you could. I just think the choice is they're not doing it. No. Because, you know, Sandler's wife, a lead role in this. Exactly. Who's craving? Who saw any of the movies that have Adam Sandler's wife in them and said, oh, my God, please. More of Adam Sandler. More of her. Exactly. Bring so much to the table. She really has a style, (laughs) that one. (laughs) And it's exactly the same style of 50, around 50-year-old 50 women clothing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off her when she's on screen. She's just electric. No, no one says that. Yeah. She is gorgeous for being in her 50s. Hey, you I know mean, what? Yeah. Not right. knocking that. Cool. Good, good <laughs> on her. Uh, so we agree never that start. this is a – yeah, we agree this <laughs> never start, but we have to rank them. Do I? I don't. No, no, no. Caleb, you have to rank it in your Rob Schneider's. Oh, my. Because this is a God. Rob Schneider. Oh, so my I'll God. Get, I we'll, we'll get to you in a second. So hate you for this bacon. <laughs> try to find your your rankings. They're probably in some episode notes. If you, I got them. Awesome. Marie, I'll go first because I know you were having a hard time yeah. on where to put these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already done it. I'm gonna say so. We have re- we have reviewed 16 uh, Kevin James films, his whole filmography. Uh, the highest I have ranked any of his movies, well, technically the highest I ranked one of his movies is five stars, but that's Pinocchio, 2002. <laughs> um, the Pinocchios aren't in my rankings that I pulled up oh. from our drive, so. Well, my Pinocchio should Sorry. be removed then, probably. Let's let's yeah, because I don't think that really counted as a Kevin James did it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll remove <laughs> it from there. All right, so the highest I have is uh, Becky at number one, and that's two stars. Uh, if you remember the oh yeah, okay, we- yeah, uh, I recall. I have this one down at number fourteen, or it's going to be thirteen out of fifteen when I remove that other one. Uh, so it's just below Here Comes the Booms, and it's just above Grilled. Okay. I'd say I would never want to watch Grilled ever again uh, with Ray Romano and Kevin James bumbling about as salespeople. Yeah. Uh, and But I'd say, like, at least in Here Comes the Boom, he lost all that weight, and he was re- I felt like he was he was way more of an ultimate fighter in that movie. Uh, like he actually did the training and he looked, you know, when he did, he did some moves, it looked pretty great, but overall pretty disappointing. 
And then in home team, I didn't see any of Sean Payton in him. All he did was dress like Sean Payton. So uh, third to last movie. When I originally looked at this list, and it's missing Becky, but um, I would agree that Becky was strong. I don't remember where I put it. I put it at um, one. I think you did too. Or I oh, you might have put it below Barnard. Yeah, I think so. Because Barnyard is like the best thing in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. the best thing we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, when I when before I heard you speak, I was going to put it after Here Comes the Boom and in front of Grown Ups. But the more I think about it, this is just so forgettable. It's just so like meh like surface level nothing really good or important about it i'm gonna put it under grown-ups 2 and above grail grilled uh for a rob schneider vehicle Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen this character before Mm -hmm. unfortunately uh where would you put it in the list we have 11 rob schneider movies yes we do so, I mean, number twelve for me with this with this uh, film added is inappropriate comedy, and that's one of the worst movies I've truly ever seen in my entire life. Hands it down. is it is an it is just abysmal on any measure of of critiquing a movie. Then there's Big Stand just above that. This is where even hearing you both talk about your reasoning behind your list, I slowly started to change. I was gonna have it. Um, I was going to have it after Benchwarmers because it felt like a good Ooh, good spot. Okay. I think Benchwarmers is a little bit better. And then I had Surf Ninjas after that. <laughs> then Home Team, then Surf Ninjas. But it's then like Marie the was. Of a mad it's the truly insane. <laughs> movies that you're saying. I know. So I was going to have it Benchwarmers, Home Team, Surf Ninjas, Big Stan. <laughs> And so I can't believe I'm saying all this. I can't believe I'm treating this as absolute sincerity. So, but, but Marie said, you know, it just wasn't an enjoyable film and I, and it's not very memorable. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? I surfing just will be more memorable for me than home mm-hmm. team. So I put it after home team, even though I felt it, it probably like fit more between bench warmers and surf ninjas. But actually I think it's like probably the third worst Rob Schneider film I've, I've watched. Wow. So you have it at number 10. I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with that, that uh, assessment. I am going to put it. uh, I agree that it's not better than surf ninjas because uh, (laughs) here's, here's the thing. When I woke up, I watched this movie with Ruth and then, uh, you know, going like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're going to, I'm going to, record adam sandler please stop or kevin james never start tonight and then she's like oh i don't know what you're gonna say about that movie i don't remember anything from it (laughs) like we just watched it the night before Uh, like yeah in i barely remember anything thanks to my notes it started it kept everything together uh i'm gonna forget about this movie you know in tomorrow uh (laughs) but surf ninjas i'll always remember moto surf and how they just stood in cars and moto surfed so yeah incredibly dangerous but yeah Yeah. they did it so that's below so i put it at number nine i say it's better than norm of the north uh the norman 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 the norman Norman. and below surf ninjas wow i have norman the north where where's norman the north on your list 
It's number 10 for me. Oh, I had it at seven. I actually enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> relative. Everything's <laughs> relative <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. then I have, I, knock, I have knockoff right above it. And I was like, that was a really bad movie, but I guess I enjoyed it. <laughs> I have knockoff as number two. Oh, my God. It. Yeah. Number one is Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo. <laughs> that's number one for you? That's, that's my second. Okay. Yeah. Let's just. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Rob Schneiders <laughs> from, from uh, one to the worst. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Then at number two, it's Knockoff. Then at number three, it's the original Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Then at number four, it's The Animal. Five is Judge Dredd. Six is The Hot Chick. Seven is Benchwarmers. Eight, Surf Ninjas. Nine, Home Team. Ten, Norma the Norman. Eleven, <laughs> Big Stan. Twelve, Inappropriate Comedy. What do you have? <clears throat> Uh, number one is Deuce Bigelow, the original male gigolo. That's where uh, we differ. That's where we, we did. Went. We had a big discussion about how I think Deuce Bigelow is just a better film, and you had more fun with European gigolo. I remember that. And I think it's a better film. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm, nose job. Just nose job. What is it? Dick, dick face got a nose job. Dick face got. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I remember listening to that and being like, this sounds wild. It's, it's freaking wild. wild. At wild. some point, I some point I do think that what we have to do, and and and, and I'm throwing this out there, and if people want to see this or hear this, I, you know, let us know. But I do think we have to sit down and, and have a crossover between Marie and I. Because there are some films that it's like, oh. Marie, you have to fucking see this film. If at the very <laughs> least, so that we can be like, remember this moment all together? Do we all remember sharing this fucking crazy yeah, and moment? I, and I want you to see Paul Bart 2 so badly. Yeah, so maybe when i make it back to chicago we do a couple uh dealer's choice episodes where we make the other person watch it i'm i'm fine with that because there are some we i mean bacon we watched historically bad films after you all rip through adam sandler and kevin james like the happy madisons and the david spades and the rob schneiders um you know in those film in those collections were just batshit crazy moments i mean strange wilderness and the turkeys you know sucking on steve's on his cock like there's just like crazy fucking moments (laughs) that i'm like marie you i have to know what your thoughts are on this like it just kind of so i do think that like some trades-offs would be and and like if adam sandler you know people folks that listen to this if you want to see that like let us know because and which ones you want to see because i would love to 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 get uh, Marie's reaction on that. I mean, look looking at his list of movies that we've had to watch, like even Becky was like middling at mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. This wasn't good. Barnard, out of all the films, out of all his things, maybe Barnard and Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 had some sort of like lasting impact on me and were yeah. crazy. And I haven't seen either one of those. Oh, really? No. Oh, shit. You haven't seen Barnard? No. And y'all talk about it all the time. This is what I'm talking about, you know? I mean, I'd watch, I'd rewatch Barnard altogether. I mean, I would too. I, but I would definitely, because that, I watched that film. We watched that film sober, but it made us high. Yes. So I would like to watch it high and see what happens. It's going to make us sober. I'm going to be doing taxes during it. 
be filing on TurboTax yeah. during it. Like, it'll so send funny. me over the edge and then back around. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm just imagining you with like, you don't even wear glasses, but you're wearing glasses and they're on the tip of your nose and you're... <laughs> got the green visor. Just, where the fuck did I... How did I spend that much at a Walgreens? Like, just... <laughs> I'm going through a CVS receipt. It's really long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have one of those old timey calculators that give like the receipts. Yeah. Like, pull the. Yeah, you have to thing. crank it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Marie. Can't, I thought you could see me for some reason. I was doing <laughs> that motion. I don't know. <laughs> I felt it though. I felt yeah, it. We all, we all knew. We all knew. We all knew. We all know. We all know. Yeah, we all know. We all know. Caleb doesn't have pants on right now. Absolutely. And I'm, about, and I'm about to walk out and click the door behind me. <laughs> Uh, we do have uh, oh boy we might have a Rob Schneider movie it's called Dead Wrong the expected release date is May 15th 2022 the plot is a narcissist concocts a get rich quick scheme that ignites a violent chain reaction and overwhelms the lives of those around him that's so Uh, vague it could be about anything. <laughs> yeah. It's the main... It, it, Rob Schneider's not the main character. He is third build on here. Uh, we have Derek Smith is the lead, and Katrina Bowden is uh, the second, and then Rob Schneider. He plays Ethan Boggs. Mm. Okay, so that might be the next one that we watch. Gross. Hmm. So keep that on your calendars. Uh, so we, we all agree. Kevin James never start. He should not start. All right, yes. no, we'll, try, we'll try to do this remotely, which is basically impossible. Uh, so count of three, Kevin James, never start. One, two, three. Kevin, Kevin James, James never, never start. The National Football League is caught up in one of its biggest scandals. The story about Sean Payton, the year he was suspended from the NFL, and he took that year to reconnect with his son. Bountygate, newspapers, radio. It's online, too. Yep, I know. You know, the internet. No, I know what the internet is. My girlfriend, Megan Payton, did an NFL Network feature on this story. Sent it to Sandler. Sandler calls me and says, we're a go. Once I heard what the story was, I was in. We found that a lot of the stuff that really happened with Sean was funny. You know, it was heartfelt and moving and it was all the good stuff. It's crazy because we've grown up watching Happy Madison movies and now here we are on a Happy Madison set. It felt electric. You could feed off that energy. It's been a super fun set with this big happy family. It's that comfort level of being with these guys before. Though they're going to allow you to be funny and goofy and just have some fun within the scenes. We got our Z chip over here, but we're going to send our Z chip in motion. And then I throw it to the open tortilla chip. Yes! Nice. There you go! They're incredible directors. What's not to love? Ah! Ah!